and Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with a special Saturday edition of the Locked On Avalanche podcast, because it's playoff time. And when games are played, even if it's the weekend, your work doesn't end. So we have a... Uh, a special edition and a special guest. We have Spencer Sheets coming on, keeping with our having Avalanche fans on the show after uh, they play a game in the playoffs. So if you want to be a part of that, send me an email over at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or send me a message within Twitter at LOPN underscore Avalanche and then just follow along over on Instagram at LockedOnAvalanche. So, yeah, Spencer hasn't been on uh, in a few months. I had him on early when we first started doing the Fan Friday segments. So uh, him and I you know, keep in contact all the time just through the season. And when the playoffs came around, he was like, would love to come on and talk about one of the games. So he will be on here in a second. Uh, but pretty much a summary of the game, the ads pulled it out. You know, three three to two wasn't real pretty. The Coyotes needed to play a different game, and that's exactly what they did. They could not play the same game that they did in game one and really expect to come out on top. So they were much more aggressive, uh, actually had four more shots on goal than the Avalanche did. Uh, game one, they had 14 shots on goal. Today, they had 32. I think they had 14 shots on goal early in the second period. Uh, it, it was a different team. And uh, you'll hear Spencer and I talk about the things that they were doing differently and the things that they needed to do differently. So, But in the end, you know, you, the Avs won it. So you're going to have games like this. Every game you play is not going to be like game one was throughout these playoffs. The other team is trying to. You knew the, the Coyotes were going to make adjustments. And those adjustments worked. But like I say in the talk with Spencer, I think this was the best that the Coyotes can do. I think this is the best effort that they can give against Colorado. And that's not to say they might not come out on top on one of these games or maybe two. But it's going to take them playing like this and Colorado playing their worst game in the series. Because Colorado wasn't that good today. They, 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 were, they weren't great. They weren't awful. They were good in some spots, and they were bad in some spots, and they were middle of the road in some spots. It was a very average game for them, but they came out on top. And, you know, you're not going to apologize for that. You won a playoff game, and you're up 2 to nothing, and you are in the driver's seat, and things are looking good. The good thing about it is, in, you know, a 24-hour turnaround, and you're right back out on the ice. So it'll be interesting to see where both of these teams go from here. What are the Avalanche going to do? Are they going to ramp it up like they did in game one? You would hope so. Which Coyotes team will you get? Because they've been in both games. Do they play the game one style? I, you, know, you, you have to have a mixture of the two games. You have to have a mixture of defense the way that they can play defense and then have an offensive attack like they did today. But they can't, they can't, they have to do both. They can't do one or the other. 
uh, because they're going to get beat if they're too offensive, uh, and they're not going to have any offense if they play too much defense. So they are in a tough spot. And uh, the, the way that they they hung in there today, and again, Avalanche got some lucky bounces. And again, uh, not something you're going to apologize for that either because you need those throughout the playoffs. So let's get into it with Spencer right here, right now, and uh, in, enjoy our, our conversation about Game 2 of the Colorado Avalanche and Arizona Coyotes series. The Avalanche have taken a 2 to nothing series lead on a 3-2 to victory. Enjoy. All right, welcome back. And Game 2, and like we will be doing throughout the playoffs, having uh, a fan, an Avalanche fan on that's been on in the show in the past, or brand new, I don't care, either or, and Game 2, so our second guest. And it's someone that I had on way back in the beginning when we started doing the Fan Friday, and it's Spencer Sheets. And Spencer, I think were you like, I don't know if you were the first, but you might have been like the second one I had on, if you remember. I don't know if you remember or not. Yeah, I, I wasn't the first. I think I was going to, I don't know, maybe the first five or six, something like that. Yeah, oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's Absolutely. good to be here. I've, uh, yeah, it's always been, it's been fun texting you during the games throughout the season. Yeah, we've been keeping in it's touch. It's really nice that we get to watch some live hockey again. That's- yeah, no, we've been keeping in touch, uh, you know, during pretty much the whole season and even during the break every once in a while. Um, so you... Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to get you in trouble, but you stayed home today. <laughs> uh, but it was a planned day off for you. So you got to, Oh yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, <laughs> planned plan day off. Yep. Yep. So we, uh, well, you got to watch the game from the comforts of your own home. I had to work. So, um, you know, not a fan of this, these start times that the avalanche have been given. I think I watched this game in maybe like five different locations because I was at work uh, I was in my car. I was home. I, it just not something I want to do all the time because especially playoff time, I really want to sit and like watch every minute detail and every second of the game. So you got to do that. Um, I probably watched, you know, like mm-hmm. I like to maybe like 90% of it. So, uh, abs with the win, much different game than yep. game one. Uh, this one, they, they pulled out a three to two victory. What were your overall thoughts uh, on this victory? Yeah, my, I mean, the first thing is just very, very ugly win. Um, I thought the Avs didn't really play all that well. Um, Coyotes obviously came out and credit to them. They played a totally different game. Uh, they came out of the gates hot there. Their forecheck was really strong. They didn't give the Avs any time and space, especially when they were trying to um, get their zone exits and zone entries they were real stingy too so credit to them for playing a much tougher game but um i thought the abs looked i mean almost disinterested to me for large portions of that game um you know i don't know if after you know they dominated game one you know so handily that they thought they were going to come out and walk all over them again but um you know credit to them you know, credit to the abs though you know they says a lot about a team when you can uh you know bring your maybe c game c plus game to a playoff game and come out with a win so never <laughs> complain about that right you would hope not you would hope not that, that they wouldn't come out kind of taking a, a playoff game and a playoff team for granted and yeah. kind of play down to their level almost but i wouldn't say that yeah. be- because arizona i think maybe stepped up their game as best as they can um, yeah, totally. th- their forecheck was incredible in, in the early, really in the first period. Um, 
they were getting the puck deep and keeping it there. And it was almost mm-hmm. like they, they told each other, like, we need to, or we got to have these one-on-one bat- battles that we need to win. And we can't just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be lackadaisical and just hope we win one here and there. They were a completely different team. Um, and I think that's the, I think that they gave the Avalanche their best shot tonight. And I'm not saying that they can't replicate that and do that for, but that's how they need to play for the remainder of the totally. series if they want to stay in it. So um, we got word right before the game started that Tyson Jost was going to be in the lineup mm-hmm. um, and Donskoy was out. I didn't, did you hear anything as to why Donskoy was out? I didn't really hear anything. Yet. No, he's just got the, you know, the dreaded unfit to play. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised. I hadn't, I mean, I don't know if I just totally missed it. I know someone maybe saying, Hey, you're an idiot. Why didn't you see that? But I hadn't seen anything about, you know, him being dinged up or anything. So no. makes yeah. you a little, obviously it makes you a little nervous that he's not in the lineup. Cause yeah. You know, I think I think Joe's played well, and obviously he had that great tip and goal. But you know, all things considered, you'd probably rather have Don's going in there than Joe's. Sure, yeah, and it, it does make give you some concern. And not having that, you know, well, the only thing that getting the like you said, the dreaded unfit to play leaves it open for guys like you and me to just think everything under the sun of what it could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it exactly. doesn't really help. Um, but yeah, no. so no, Joe's. Jost came in. Um, yeah, incredible goal by him. I mean, that puck, I think yeah, it was it was Makar, I believe, who kind of yep. took a slap shot from the blue line that was going nowhere near the goal. And uh, it was almost like Jost had a stick out inviting him, like, here, like, hit this. <laughs> and yeah, what, you know, I think, what a that, redirect. I think that's a little, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut No, off. I was just, just going to say, I said, what a redirect by Jost. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go yeah, ahead. That's awesome. I think that's almost a little bit of a set play there because I'm not sure who was pushing up on McCarr there um, on that play, but he didn't really have – he didn't have any room to put that on net. Um, he was right in front of him, and there was a ton of traffic. So I think that's almost a little bit of a set play there. Yeah. Um, you know, shoot it to the side of the net, and if you get a tip, great. And if not, you know, yeah. you're looking for maybe that bank off the inboard somewhere. But, um, you know, credit to McCarr. He's so good at getting pucks through. You know, a lot of guys – I noticed a couple times. I mean, it was Graves did it a couple times. I noticed, and I think Z maybe once or twice. Um, that shot from the point just gets blocked, and then you know the net's going the other way. So yeah, right. He's good right. at getting. He's good at getting that puck through, and at least giving someone a chance to make something happen. And right. obviously, that's. A, I mean, that's a hell of a tip by Joe. I mean, no goalie stopping that. I mean, that's just a great tip. No, that was incredible. Um, yeah, if we went on to stick with the goals, the the first goal by Nathan McKinnon was just classic. Mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon um, just does not stop those legs moving, and he just basically made a huge circle, came into the neutral zone, and kind of went right back in. Really great pass from mm-hmm. from um, Landeskog off the boards that just was right leading McKinnon right where he wanted to go. And, yeah, I mean, that was just you, – you don't know – he has so much speed and he can release the puck mid stride. And you don't know mm-hmm. a lot of it is timing for the goalie anyway. Um, and for McKinnon, yeah. it doesn't matter what stride he is in. If it's on his left skate, right skate, mid stride, he is firing that thing and you don't know when it's coming and it's a rocket. I, I would never want to be a goalie going up against 99, probably 99 times. Out of no, 100, that's going to, that's going to be a goal for him. It's just insane. That was a, 
classic Nathan McKinnon goal, I think. Yeah, I think classic McKinnon is a good way to describe that. And yeah. I think that's a little microcosm of the argument to keep that, you know, three-headed monster together. Because mm-hmm. um, Landeskog knows he gets the punt pops out of the zone and he knows that Nate's going. So he just bangs it off the boards there and hits him right in stride. So that's that, you know, that's that communication kind of level comfort you have playing with guys for so long like they have. Um, I think for me personally, I'm more of a proponent of Landy on the second line mm-hmm. with uh, Kadri and Natushkin, but um, that may have gotten thrown off with Don Squay being out. So that may be the reason why that the sure. big line was together most of the night tonight. Right. Um, <clears throat> and kind of talking about just the overall feel of the game, much quicker game uh, for, mm-hmm. for the, you know, the um, Coyotes anyway. And, you know, that's ju- that just plays into the Avalanche's, style of play that which they can keep up with they can keep up with anybody but like you said i mm-hmm. i, I kind of did get the same feeling that it's almost like the avalanche were maybe a little bit shocked that they came out that way i i don't know if they thought well i think they're gonna maybe the avalanche thought like they're gonna come out the same way they came in game one because it worked for a long time in that game for arizona mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah. if they, i don't know if maybe uh with arizona forcing the issue it may be caught the avalanche off guard a little bit. So I think it took them a little while to um, almost catch up to the coyotes. And you could tell like in, in the uh, game, after the game one recap I did with Kyle on the show, we said, you know, the one thing that, that just did not look good was the passing. Um, I thought the passing looked yeah, good in this game. Totally but, with you guys there. Right. So, but I feel like the giveaways in this game were their Achilles heel. Like, it seemed like they were turning over pucks left and right in terrible spots. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I'm I'm totally with you. And I think – I mean, I think I said earlier, disinterested is kind of the – it just looked – I mean, honestly, the Coyotes wanted it more today. Um, They just wanted it more. Um, At the end of the day, the abs are just deeper and more skilled and that one out. But, um, you know, if they come out and play that game against a more talented team, if they come out and play that game against Vegas, they're getting run out of the building. So they got to clean that up, and they need to be point. ready to play. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think they, they feel um, if they get behind against a team like Arizona, I think they're pretty confident that, okay, now we can ramp it up and um, and tie this thing up and take a lead, whatever you got to do. But you're right, like against a team like Vegas, uh, you don't want to go up down against a team like Vegas. So – no, I mean, I think it's I think it's two nothing, three nothing. If that's a yeah. game against Vegas, I mean, they look terrible coming into the game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Avs know they're in the driver's seat here. Even before this game was over, they 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 know that they're the better team. Um, mm-hmm. But the sign of a team, you know, a a Stanley Cup caliber team, which the Avalanche are, is to put these teams away and leave yep. no leave no doubt. Um, so I think uh, you know, I I, I think. Going, it'll be interesting to see game three. Now they have a 2 0 lead. Which Avalanche team are we going to get? The team that comes out like in game one or the team that is going back mm-hmm. and forth in game two? I don't know. It'll be kind of a, a interesting, interesting time to see what the Avalanche do in game three, just in terms of their forcefulness in the game. Because in game one, it was just like. I mean, it was yeah, it, it was men among boys in game one. I mean, Arizona never had any chance in that game. No. So, um, and even was it the first? 
was the first goal. No, yeah, it was the first goal that Arizona finally got was really a tip-in by Sam Girard. <laughs> yeah, he put it in his own net. Yeah, uh, so man, but but I mean the but I mean to the point the the breakout the bar the the breakdown excuse me of the defense on that was terrible. Was I mean bad. they Arizona tore him up from behind the goal line and then passing it out into the slot, um, and they totally just lost track of that man there. I I should remember who to who snuck in there and took that shot, but um, I mean they totally just lost track of him. They were all puck watching. They were all standing there. If you watch the replay, I think there was four ads that were just gliding, staring at the puck. And it's like, yeah. that guy comes in free from the blue line, and that's going to be a goal a lot more than not. Yeah. You know, and Grubauer actually, you know, actually ended up making the save. But, you know, regardless of that, most of the time that's going to end up in that. Yep. Um, Clayton Keller was the first goal for, for Arizona. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. Keller, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the the second goal – from the abs was who was that? I'm blanking on the second goal. Jost. Jost Jost is tipping. Jost, yeah. Well, and then what did you think of the the Grabner goal that tied it back up at two, where uh, I believe it was Ian Cole was calling for interference, which they didn't call, which I think probably should yeah. have. Which I mean that. that's that's a and you know, cause because these broadcasts are so odd, you don't we I think I really only saw one replay of it. You know, I'm sure if it was a normal broadcast, they would have shown more replays of it. I know on the Ops 2 channel, but, you know, it certainly looked that, you know, Ian Cole kind of just got run over there. Um, and he's a big guy. He doesn't go down lightly. And I <laughs> right. think it's, it's just because he's not, I mean, you're not expecting contact right there. I mean, the puck's in the corner and he's skating back to the front of the net and he just gets upended. And I don't know. I mean, I certainly think they could have called that and they wouldn't have had much argument against yeah. it. But, um but again, that goal Frank came from behind the goal line. I mean, he just skated out, and you know, it was a good shot there. You know, not a whole lot of can do about that. No. I mean, they called an interference a little bit later. I think in that period against Comfer, which was nowhere mm-hmm. near what happened to uh, Ian Cole. So, um, no, I'm totally with you. You either got you either got to call both of those or call neither of those, and you know that was that yeah. was not consistent. Um, and yeah, and Grabner, it, it, he was like surprised almost because Cole got leveled and it just gave him so much extra time. And it's almost like for a split second, he didn't know if they were going to call it or what. And he kind of just <laughs> yeah, stood totally. there with the puck. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I guess I'm just going to fire this. And he's like, really? Like we're going to keep playing now? I'm like, <laughs> all right. I mean, I guess if I can, if you're going to let me walk out into the, you know, in between the faceoff dots with no one on me, yeah, yeah, I mean, as well. I guess we're playing pond hockey rules. Let's just, let's go with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then that tied it up, and then third period was from what I saw. This was kind of when I was in transitioning from work to home. Um, seemed like a lot of back and forth. Not what was this? A shot? mm-hmm. Shots on goal for the third. If I can bring that up, I don't know if I can, but um, I don't know. The third period just kind of and the goal that the Avalanche got, the winner from Burakovsky, was just a bizarre. Uh, freakish kind of play where just Nazem Kadri totally. just throwing it towards the net, which is fine. Um, and just mm-hmm. kind of, I don't think the puck really played like ping pong, but it just bounced off a random player right to Burkowski on the other side of the ice with a completely wide open net that just, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to apologize for it. You, you got it. You got a goal and you got the mm-hmm. win, but you're not going to rely on a play like that all the time. You can't rely on a play on that all the time. No. That was a freakish play. What would you I mean, take on that? Yeah, that's a 
if you're an Arizona fan, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> one to swallow. I mean, right. that's just that's just bad puck luck. I mean, a shot from you know against the half wall, you know, towards the blue line, and it ends up on Burakovsky's tape with an open net. I mean, that's just a tough break. He, he almost missed it. <laughs> it was he did it barely yeah. stuck in there. He did, yeah. Um, but I think there's something to be said there for hey, get the puck towards the net, and you know things happen. Um, I think yeah. I was I was actually texting you after game one. I mean, you can't win you can't win a Stanley Cup without a few good breaks here and there. Sure. It's just, you, I mean, every Stanley Cup winner gets good breaks, and you know when things like that go your way, you just take it because right. it could go against you just as easily. So, absolutely, yeah. So, um, a couple of things to take away from the game. I think you know, uh, Nemetsnikov is hurt. Uh, he kind of mm-hmm. ran ran into Nathan McKinnon. Um, if it was a a lesser man that ran into him than Nathan McKinnon, I think Nemetsikov would be okay. But um, when McKinnon runs into you, it's like you know a brick wall running into you. So he's it's like getting run over by a semi. <laughs> <laughs> he skated off on his own power, but went right to the locker room. Never returned. I think that happened towards the end of the second, correct? And yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so he didn't return at all for the third. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, and I was, just in watching the game um, and then looking at the stats afterwards, I it just felt like the Avalanche had more than four penalties called on them. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like yeah I, it felt it, like that. It was like you're saying, like it was just a, a, I don't know if I'd call it a sloppy game, but it was an inconsistent game from, you know, from the refs to the avalanche. And, you know, I thought the Coyotes played a very, a, a good game. Um, but yeah, I, I really thought the avalanche before I looked at the stats was, I was expecting to see like five or six penalties. It seemed like they were in the penalty box mm-hmm. quite a bit. So um, I think yeah. they need to button that stuff up. Um, obviously the turnovers, anything else that's sticking out in your mind that they need to um, kind of just tighten up a little bit before game three. I mean, I, I hate to rag on him, but I think, I think Miko Renton needs to, needs to wake up. I mean, he is, he's looked bad. Um, he, he was, he looked terrible tonight in my opinion. He's when he has the puck, he's not moving his feet. He's kind of just gliding around. And I mean, he's got that, you know, freakish wingspan on him so he can protect the puck pretty well, but, He's just not creating anything. And, you know, he missed that empty net towards the end of the game as well. I was just going to bring that up, you know, man. I, I thought that was going to yeah. come back to bite him. <clears throat> I know. I mean, he didn't, and he's a superstar. I'm not, you know, would never doubt that guy's ability. He's a freak. But he just hasn't really looked good. You know, every, even in the play-in game or even in the round-robin games, he didn't look great either. And um, I'd like to think that guy will wake up sooner rather than later. And once he does, I mean, look out. I mean, they're going to be even tougher to beat than they already are. And then my other takeaway from that is that McKinnon is just – I wrote – I was making some notes during the game, and this note says McKinnon looks like a video game character. Yeah. I mean, he is just <laughs> – he's running over people. He's weaving through entire defenses. I mean, that dude is a, is a man possessed. Yeah. And I think, especially against a team like Arizona, that's just not as good. I mean, he's going to will them to win this, you know, with or without help. I mean, he's just – he looks like a man on a mission and man, he looked good. Yeah. I think um, like Rantanen, obviously, like you said, he, he, he's a star. Um, and I always go back to that one game. He, his first game back after his injury 
um, and he had four points in, in his very mm-hmm. first game, but he was off for a long stretch and he came back. I don't remember who it was against, but played just an incredible first game back in four points. Um, we don't have that player right now. I don't know if he's has some sort of lingering injury or something, um, but there's like glimpses of it. There's glimpses of him having a good shift, but then he follows up the good shift with like two poor ones, not two poor ones, mm-hmm. just, just non-existent ones where he's not there. Right. So, you're just not noticing him. Say that again? You're just not noticing him in a good way. Yes. He's just standing right. out in bad ways. Right, yeah. Um, so, I, I, But I, I have all the confidence in the world that he will be a force because, like you said. Yeah, um, so do I. I, yeah. I think he'll turn it around. Right. So, um, all right. We'll get your – before we get your three stars of the game, I'll just kind of go through the stats and – Shots on goal, that was a big area for the Avalanche in game one when they had it 40 to 14. Uh, mm-hmm. Coyotes actually outshot them 32 to 28. I think the Coyotes had 14 in game one. I think they had 14 almost after the first in this one. Maybe. Yeah, I think they had, I think they had maybe, I want to say 10 after the first. I don't know why I may be wrong there, but I think it was yeah. 10. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they clearly were, I think, I don't know if you so saw you know, Rick talk at their coach's comments after the first game. And I mean, he, he ripped them a new one. And I think they, uh, they definitely took that to heart and credit yeah. to them. I mean, they, they played way better tonight. They did. I mean, they looked like a team to be a, a little wary of tonight. They did. For they, sure. they played a little bit better. Um, I just don't think they're a team that can beat the Colorado avalanche four times. I don't think their style no. of play will translate into them beating a team of Colorado's stature four separate times. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And kind of the vibe I get from watching them is they, I think the ads can lose to them, but I don't think they can beat the avalanche if that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, right. If the ads take care of their business, they just can't hang to beat them. They have to play a perfect game. Right. Um, and that McKinnon goal is a perfect example. Like they just made one, they just made one sloppy play. And before you know it, it's in the back of the net. And that's just kind of the, the superstar power that the abs have that I don't mm-hmm. know if they really can hang with. All right. So uh, individual stats, you got Matt Calvert with an assist, Jost with a goal, McKinnon with a goal, uh, Comfort with an assist. Kadri uh, had an assist, and I thought he's ghost in the first period. First period. I, I didn't really see him or, or doing much of anything in the first, and he was everywhere. Uh, for three periods in the first game, but he, he, I think he had another one that went, rang off the bell. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he hit the post on the power yeah. play. Yeah. But he, he started coming around. Um, so an assist for him, Landis Cog with an assist. Burkowski, obviously, with the game winner, and Cam McCarr with an assist. That's the only point from the defenders in this game was Cam yep. McCarr's assist. So, um, yeah, they're a little quiet tonight. Yeah. But. You'd like to see them be a little bit more involved because they normally are. So, um, mm-hmm. and I had mentioned in yesterday's episode where Nathan McKinnon only had 18 minutes of ice time where he's typically up around 22 and he was back to that today, just shy of 21, 21 minutes, 30 seconds. So, um, but Eric Johnson, no, Ryan Graves led them in ice time, 23 minutes, 23 minutes for Ryan Graves. Well, okay. So, yeah, that, yeah, you can eat ice for sure. Yeah. You definitely yeah. noticed Mac was getting double shifted with some different line combos there yeah. when he was not there with, uh, with the top line. Um, I think it's good to get him out there. I mean, if he's, if he's good to go, if he's not tired, put him out there. I don't care yeah. who he's with. 
And and last question before we get to your uh, three stars, what do you think of Grubauer? We haven't really talked about him too much, but uh, I I think he played great. I think yeah. he played. I think he played really solid. Yeah. Um, none of them were really sloppy by him. Um, I think I think he played great. So I do too. No complaints from Grubauer at all. No. And, and the one game obviously was the one that knocked in by his own teammate. It, you know, it was kind of behind yep. him anyway, but uh, he was a little bit out of position, but. I think he. I think he's just fine. He'll get the weekend off probably. I don't think he'll be playing tomorrow. Um, and then yeah, I would. I, w- I would go with uh, Princess tomorrow. Yeah, I doubt. Or Yep. So I think they're in in good position. So all right, who do you got? Three stars of the game. My, yeah, it. I got. Yeah, I got my my third as Comfer. Um, I think he played a real solid game. I like that he is. He's kind of developed into just being a pest. It seems like he's always <laughs> up in someone's grill and annoying someone and giving someone a face wash out. And I love that out of him. Um, I think he was solid tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was my third star. Who do you have for your third? Um, I, and maybe this is like too easy, but I, I, I said it in game one. I just like the way Kale McCarr is skating. Um, he, yeah. No he, complaints there. Yeah. So I would, I would almost give it to him. You know, like I said, the only defender with a, with a point, um, and yeah, I think he, he, they are relying, they're leaning a lot on him on a lot for the defense, for, you know, the point in the power play. Totally. Um, and he, as young as he is and as inexperienced as he is, he is handling it uh, like an all-star. So uh, he's not yes, blowing he up the stat sheet, but he's, he, he does, he can do the big things. Uh, and right now I think he's doing like the little things that this team needs on the back end. So he would be my third. Yeah. Yep, totally. Uh, my second, I've got I've got Grubauer. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I thought he played I thought he played real solid. He made some big saves, and you know there were there were definitely several breakdowns where he kind of where he bailed him out. So I think he's yeah. he's well deserving of mention there. Yeah, I have I because I might not get another opportunity. I got to put Tyson Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only throw him a, throw him a bone while yeah, he's yeah. I mean, I think he got like the twelfth hour. Their thirteenth hour uh, start, uh, but yeah. he hey he made a count and it was a fantastic tip in. Um, didn't have a lot of time on the ice, just a little over ten minutes on the ice, but uh, he, he made him count, man. I thought he played, he, he was hustling. It was almost like he knew he might not be playing next game, so I am laying totally, it all out totally. here. So uh, yeah, Tyson Joe's my number two. Yeah, no complaints there. And uh, my first star, I had. I mean, lazy answer. I had McKinnon. I thought yeah. he was just—he's an animal. Um, I I pity anyone that has to play against him right now. <laughs> yeah, normally like, during the regular season, uh, you know, at the beginning of the week, I do the the, the three three stars of the previous week, uh, not named mm-hmm. not named Nathan, because it's just so, yeah. I think that's a it's it's too easy to pick. It's him. too easy to give it to him every single week. But this is the playoffs, and things are different. Uh, and it was yeah. it was him. He. I say this all the time about him. You could have someone that does not watch hockey, sit them down on the couch and say, watch this game and tell me who's the best player on the ice. And they, yeah. it, he jumps off the screen as the best player on the ice. So um, pretty, pretty, pretty much every game he's being right. there. Yeah. Yep. So he, I mean, he had the, the one goal early, but he had some, he had some other chances. Like there was one that sailed just high of a oh, bar. Um, totally. I think it was on a yeah, power he play. He had a lot of chances. He was clear. And that one pass that he made to um, Nachuskin yeah. was oh. crazy. And Nachuskin just – such a nice. 
I don't know who the defender was, Man. but just got a stick on a Chuskin stick. Um, and I was a little yeah. upset when the for not muscling that home. He's a big boy. He should be able to kind of, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a mutant. <laughs> he should be able to get his stick on that. Right. But right. Yeah. That was, that was a great pass. That was a great play. And then so. I think it was, it was Johnson that gave him the breakout pass there in the third period. Uh, Kemper made that great save on him. That was just, yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the speed there is mind bending. Crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah. I, I have a feeling, you know, Tyson Joe's might not show up. Many times in the uh, the three stars, you know Nathan McKinnon is going to show up several times. Uh, yes. Playoffs. So yeah, what are you expecting he's for? No uh, what's that? Yeah, he's no stranger to that. No, that's for sure. no, no, no. So what are you expecting for for game three? Do you think this is where they have a letdown? Do you think they kind of uh, put the foot on the gas? No, I think after watching that, I think I think game three, I think they're going to put Francois in. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they walk all over Arizona tomorrow. I think I think Bedner is gonna rip him a new one a little bit after that game and remind him that nothing nothing is given. They got to go earn it. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they came out and blew Arizona out tomorrow. That's kind of my mm-hmm. my kind of premonition for tomorrow. Yeah, I think the message could be, uh, you know, you you got the best shot from the Coyote or uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and you yep. didn't have your best game and you withstood it and you won. So, you know, mm-hmm. if that's the best they have, then let's, you know, let's just rise above and let's just impose our totally. will and, and just put this thing home. So, uh, yeah, I think yep. I'm, I'm with you. I think tomorrow could be, although it is a back to back, which is, uh, you know, those are never fun. Um, no, but I, I I'm with you. I think, I think the avalanche got the best they could from Arizona. And I think they're yep they're ready for him now. So I think so too. And uh, well, you, you know, now that I've said this, and it's now it's out on the internet, they're going to go three three to nothing. Oh, I'm well, guaranteed now. <laughs> I am terrible at predictions, so yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. So yeah. all right, dude. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming back. It's been too long, and um, I'm sure we'll have you back yeah, on at some point during the uh, playoffs if you want to come back on and talk about another game. Oh yeah, man. Anytime. I'll be watching all of them. Awesome, dude. All right. We will talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you again. You too. We'll be right back. All right. So there you have it. Avalanche up 2 to nothing on the series after a 3-2 to two victory over the Arizona Coyotes. Thank you to Spencer for coming on, discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly in that game. And, uh, yeah, good thing about this is we don't have to wait much longer for another Avalanche game. By the time you are listening to this, it's probably only a couple hours until they're playing again so uh obviously looking for the avalanche to go up three to nothing hopefully we get some more info on the jonas donskoy issue absolutely hate the unfit to play because like we said like spencer and i were saying could be absolutely anything and when you leave it up to the fans to talk talk about why he's unfit to play it's always the worst case scenario so hopefully we get some clarification on that we'll know you know we'll know tomorrow if it's well, we don't know if it's an injury or what it is, but either he's in the lineup or he's not. He's either still unfit or you know he's there. So we'll see. Um, it seemed like the the uh, Nemetsnikov injury was a day to day, is what Jared Bednar said in the uh, post game press conference. So he's still up in the air. So <laughs> let's hope this injury bug is not coming back around. Again, that's all we can hope for. 
So uh, we will be back on Monday, even though there's a game tomorrow. We're going to hold off on releasing uh, another show on Sunday, and we'll have it on Monday. And uh, we've got Nikki Field lined up to join me um, for the, I don't know, the umpteenth time. She loves coming on and loves talking to Avalanche. So she will be on the Monday show, and hopefully we are talking about another Avalanche victory. Let's hope for that. So a commanding 2 to nothing lead. Let's take a even more commanding 3 to nothing lead in this thing. That'll be it for today. See you everybody on Monday. Stay safe. And here is Jovi. Go, Abs, go!